dear listeners, welcome to the Writer and the Geek Show and today we are bringing you episode number 8. Artificial intelligence has been a subject of interest to humans since decades and has been the buzz of internet lately. In this episode, we'll take a quick look at some of the ways AI can affect the future of human race. We have extensive show notes for this episode at our website writerandgeek.com. So make sure that you check that out. I hope you enjoy today's show. You remember the article I wrote about uh, artificial intelligence a uh, few weeks back, right? Yes. So, I believe, right now I believe I shouldn't have gone with a neutral approach. I should have probably just gone out and supported Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's too early to uh, even come to a conclusion whether it's artificial intelligence is going to create a problem or is it going to help humanity. Like just two days after I wrote the article, uh, the chatbot, which is uh, Zuckerberg's pro- project, it went haywire. So I think I'm probably right when I say I support Elon Musk. Even I share the skepticism, but I don't think that anything went haywire. It, the problem is human beings are not understanding it. So I think this is uh, a subject which on which there can be some debate at this point because it's too early. So let's talk about it. So the idea of artificial intelligence, uh, it came into existence uh, by, uh, during the time when uh, computers were made. I think it probably started in the 1950s when uh, the scientists, they were working towards building a machine which can think like human, right? Yeah, so John McCarthy is credited as a person who is considered to be the father of artificial intelligence. Yeah, uh, this was in the 1950s um, when... It was a time when computers were under, uh, you know, um, development. It uh, it was nothing like today's desktops or laptops. Uh, those were the computers which used transistors and occupied a whole, uh, you know, big room and all that stuff. But even at those um, early stages of computers, artificial intelligence was a subject that had gained a lot of uh, interest. So, just skimming the surface, the difference between a normal computer and the computer that has artificial intelligence is normal computers are programmed to behave in a sp- uh, particular way when specific inputs are given to them or in a specific situation. Uh, human beings have to sit and write those programs. So we instruct the computers to respond in a particular way to every single input. If something happens which is not been specified in the instruction set, computer doesn't know what to do. So the difference now the, in, when it comes to artificial intelligence the assumption is that the computer can make a decision on its own when it's subjected to a, a situation which is, is not which it it is not aware of or which it probably has not been trained upon. So it's basically a computer which can do things uh, without our instructions like it can uh, work on its experience the experience it has had and the data given to it and work on its own to find uh, like solve problems yeah, pretty much like how human brain works yeah one more thing i noticed when you were talking about it is, it is that uh, uh, you have been mentioning it as computer right but uh, yeah when it started out the ai thing was uh, completely related to computers but uh, i think right now there is a notion that it can be anything it, it it doesn't have to be a machine like we consider we don't consider it as an object it's a thing right yeah if you look at all this science fiction movies um, let's say terminator or the matrix 
artificial intelligent machines are depicted at, as robots which might not necessarily be the uh, you know in future when they are developed it might not be the case it can just be a distributed system like you know connected through internet with no centralized um, uh, thing or a being or an artificial intelligent robot sitting somewhere just like internet it will be just a, you know uh, a big huge body which is decentralized but the scary part is it's not about uh, it it's not like a robot comes to kill you or something like that these days everything is computerized right yes so virtually your banking your uh, every other thing is in computer control we are in complete reliance of uh, computers and other technology technology so uh, everything from banking to uh, driving a car now we have tesla yes which is self driving and uh, to uh, even uh, the way we consume food we order it using our mobile so uh, we are completely reliant on technology for uh, our day to day to day purposes so it might have a positive or a negative effect in our life right Coming yeah this forward. this uh, the reliance on the technology was okay and um, you know this artificial intelligence did not gain much traction during the early days mostly because of the lack of enough computing power because early computers did not have enough computing power to support a system uh, yeah, which can Yeah for example like uh, the the phones we use today has more computing power than the computers used during the moon mission right yeah moon mission computers you know um, they did the, the entire software was uh, you know somewhere around an mb or something but we don't even have to go back that far i still remember our first pc was a <laughs> 128 mb ram pc and my phone has 2 gb ram in it so <laughs> within maybe just 15 years there has been a huge uh, change seriously which is in accordance with moore's law which states that every year the computing power of uh, computing po- power actually doubles with no uh, not much increase in the cost in fact okay okay so coming back to the ai part uh till now the technology we have developed and the computers we have developed it needs our help to compute we are supposed to provide it information and uh, we are supposed to give it instruction so that it can perform uh, accurately uh, so probably that would be the reason why it has not revolted right because it's not able to think on itself like uh, how we want the ai to be so um, yeah uh, So what do you think will happen when AI comes into full uh, into a full-fledged being? So what happens is when there are two beings or let's say two uh, different species which are coexisting in an environment the problem arises when they have a conflict of interest right exactly so i was watching this ted talk by uh, sam harris he talks about artificial intelligence and all that stuff uh, which we'll link in our show notes so in in the talk he gives a beautiful example of how we consider uh, ants how a human and ant interaction is in normal case if an ant is just going by and if you see a ant hill somewhere you don't care much about it you don't go ahead and destroy it because it's not doing any harm to you neither do you care about its existence but suppose you have a piece of land and you're planning to construct something on that and you see this ant hill right in the middle of your property what do you do you will just go ahead and yeah. destroy it without even a uh, you know consideration for the of ants that are living inside and you'll eventually they just die 
so even if an ai system uh, you know comes into power in near future and humans are and ai is ai is co and humans and ai is coexisting the problem arises when we have a conflict of interest and they might just decide that human beings are a liability to them and they'll do whatever it needs to be done to eradicate us yeah so uh, coming back to this um the ai movement started in 1950s so uh, we have had around like 60 years and uh, where have we reached now the thing is we have only had ai in uh, specific doing specific functions like uh, face recognition in phones and other uh, social media i think even facebook does that right and uh, we have uh, self driving cars and all that so that's the level of uh, development we have had in ai right so uh, within how much time can we expect it to like get into a full fledged being see that is still something that is debatable so the kind of ai that we see uh, let's say siri that you find in you know apple mm-hmm. devices or alexa uh, from amazon these are all though they are artificial intelligent uh, products but they are used for specific very specific functions. functions right they have their specific set of instructions and stuff so alexa can be used uh, you can ask few questions though they seem very human like they're not generic ai they cannot probably um, help you in something that is outside of their uh, normal functional uh, domain so what we are talking about here is something that is more generic general like like humans we are spread across multi domain we uh, you know our intelligence is not restricting us to do just one thing we are good yes. at many other things we can drive we can talk to people we can make music and etc mm-hmm. right so this kind of an ai we are not near it as of now how much years it might take scientists speculate somewhere around 2040 or 45 is when that complete transition to developing a generic ai can happen it can happen before that it can happen much later as well but that is a point that is debatable because we don't know specifically at what point these computers are going to be self aware uh, and they start thinking beyond their own domain yeah so one thing i uh, came to realize when i was uh, researching for this article was um, the current uh, the ai technology which we have right now is uh, something which can do one function better than what humans can perform at that function okay so if we have uh, something like a driving uh, car yeah tesla has a self driving car so the technology used by tesla can drive the car better than a human can or yeah. at par to it okay so uh, what we are expecting from the future ai if it comes in full fledged form is that that being can do everything that humans do at par or better than how we can do so think about it like uh, the impact it can have on yeah, our so, society yeah that's a valid point so um, when human beings do things our judgment is based on many factors we have this emotional quotient uh, that yes. comes into play so many of the things that we do we judge or we we execute it based on our emotional uh, you know outcomes right we feel fear we feel anger we feel uh, compassion, you know, compassion humanity yes so if a machine starts thinking like or uh, or develops develops an artificial intelligence or super intelligence capability right 
they are not bound by any of these emotions at least during the initial uh, you know uh, period i suppose because i don't know if they can develop emotions at the later stage so they can take decisions uh, disregarding all these emotional factors so let's let's take an example of uh, let's say a pilot is flying an air, airplane so many of his decisions are based on many different emotions that he goes through at that point so if if for some reason he is just uh, very scared or he gets par- you know um, paralyzed thinking you know uh, because of the fear or something maybe there might be something wrong with the decisions that he takes and ultimately it might uh, result in something that something that goes very wrong okay but if the same airplane is powered by an ai system it doesn't have any fear and it's it has very uh, it's it has a clarity in its thoughts and it can take very clear decisions uh, you know without having that emotional quotient it'll be more practical and logical in its uh, way of working so you're yeah. saying but again the danger of that is uh, such a system will always try to optimize uh, optimize or try to find ways to ma- uh, make sure that it's the work that it's assigned uh, is being taken care of. so it will go to any extent uh, to ensure that so if you remember there is there was a movie that was released uh, i think sometime in 2005 or something it was called stealth yeah 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 so there is a stealth aircraft that they de- uh, develop which has artificial intelligence so there's a scene where they go for go for uh, um, go into uh, an area and they are just bombing some places so instead of returning along with the you know commander it will just start disobeying him saying that you know i am a war machine my job is to just kill so it tries to find more enemies and it just goes on uh, on a killing spree that movie bombed man <laughs> it did but this but is the yeah, concept that it gave that us a uh, like a fair idea of how <laughs> it works but, uh, but i like few action sequences from that movie yeah, but the thing is it didn't have much material in it yeah, like, there was there no, was no it was, life it was mostly action and there stuff. was no life <laughs> yeah yeah so i think they had considered this fact for that movie uh, where that um AI, AI, uh, AI, uh, aerop- uh, fighter plane things that since my job is to kill, that's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it really well. Artificial intelligence is not bound by any of the factors which would affect our decision making. Yeah. So I think the reason for uh, the skepticism uh, uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence, much of it can be contributed to the way um, our society and the media and culture has been depicting AI. So if you look back at the movies that... Um, such this theme of ai mostly they were uh, pictured as something that goes rogue they have probably like most of the movies they have villainized ai ha huh, and they have given some kind of a robotic shape to it so if you look at terminator right uh, ai takes a form of a robot and it comes back to kill few people and all that in matrix as well uh, yeah. the entire machines are considered to be uh, you know villains and human beings are just trying to escape into the real world and all that stuff i i think we can have an entire episode on what matrix actually is it took me around 12 to 15 years to figure out what <laughs> matrix uh, yeah. the entire story of matrix was so this is this might be one of the reason but the way it ai is really going to affect humans it's not in the form of a robot coming and shooting you off in your head i feel that 
it is it is going to be in a much different way so if you look at the so you were mentioning earlier that you know ai is capable of uh, doing certain things that humans can do like reading hmm. um text to speech conversion yes. um it is also able to listen to us so when you tell siri to do something it's just listening to your voice right so these are the specific skills that are required in services industries yes. right that means many of the services can be replaced uh human beings in the services can be replaced by ai machines this is really going to affect the um employment yeah employment in developed nations yeah. so if you look at the developing countries maybe like india or any other uh, developing nation the most of the industrial contribution or the gdp comes from primary things sector, like agriculture. agriculture or something else like that but in a developed nation it's mostly the services business yeah. so if the services business is taken over by ai at some point that is going to really affect the economy because um, that will probably result in loss of many jobs so that is so that is the way it's going to affect um i know it's fancy to think about you know robots coming and invading and all that stuff but much before that happens this is what is going to really affect the human it's uh, going to be a slow process i i think like uh, they'll slowly start phasing out humans from the employment uh, like services in the service industry and uh, take our jobs yeah, so another implication is uh, if human beings become too dependent on ai uh, you remember the movie uh, the the animated movie wally yes so i've you, written i'm hurt read yeah, in the article i think we are just gonna become a you know degenerate species without anything much to do but that depends on whether ai we are gonna put a leash on ai or how it's going to work out see putting a leash on ai won't be that easy of a task right um like there is a ted talk given by uh, nick bostrom he was talking about uh, how we can control the expansion of ai so uh, he says that we can probably control it and uh, use it for our own benefit but uh, once the intelligence explosion happens it is not easy for us to control ai because they'll become so manipulative he explains like because they have all the information they want they they are more intelligent than us they would be solving problems the math problems medicine in all fields there are a lot of problems which we are not able to solve right but uh, ai will be able to solve these problems within seconds or even minutes so it'll get ahead of us uh like it it'll get ahead of us uh, even in a way we can cannot think about so the uh, advancements we have made over the past years will be nothing compared to how much they would uh, have found out uh, in uh, mere minutes or days yeah even i did watch that talk there are some very interesting points so he says that um so people when they are uh, informed of this um, uh, destructive nature of ai they say that you know it can always be controlled worst case you can just pull the plug uh, and the system goes down but what he explains is that human cannot even uh, comprehend the the way ai thinks it can find out ways to manipulate you uh, into thinking uh, that you know it's malfunctioning malfunctioning and you just need to plug it back and everything is fine it can even do social engineering uh, to get access to internet and all that stuff so, so yeah it sounds really scary when he puts it that way yeah so uh, basically what is trying to say is that uh, there is no 
real way to like put a leash on ai so uh, that is one kind of threat we are facing when it comes to the full fledged development of ai yeah this is exactly the reason that you know uh, skeptics uh, like elon musk um, they go and invest in most of the ai companies uh, so if you look at the list of ai companies like vicarious and all that uh, most of these companies have big big uh, fundings that come from people like elon musk and he mentions that he goes ahead and funds these companies to just keep an eye on what is happening keep track of what's happening here but i like to view it in a bit different way um <laughs> i i think i saw a tweet from elon musk few years back i think it was sometime in 2014 where he says that he hopes that human uh, life is not just a biological bootloader for a digital intelligence i feel somewhere that makes sense right so think about this we have evolved and come uh, you know earth is almost 4 and a half billion years old evolution has happened and resulted in human beings now what happens from here on population is increasing we are looking to colonize in some other planets let's say we are going to mars but there might be a time when even that will be saturated if you are looking yes. at something like intergalactic or interstellar travel right human beings are not yet at a state where we can probably survive so long in our in a single lifetime so imagine this human beings were part of this evolution just to create ai and since ai doesn't have this biological constraints that we have maybe they are the ones who's who are going to expand into this universe doesn't yeah. that sound uh, awesome yes i've thought about <laughs> it and i've written about it too i mean yeah so, it it puts us i mean it it it's little sad for us because we, we are going to perish in that we're case. not going to be seeing what's happening because afterwards. we are just an intermediate species yes. which is just uh, been created to give birth to ai we, it puts us in a little bit of like a dinosaur kind of a <laughs> category when compared to ai but think about it uh, maybe that is that is the whole purpose of human life yeah so uh, i had this idea so what if what if they are the ones who would be carrying our legacy to the other galaxies uh, and also uh, if they are able to like carry the cells human cells and all they could just uh, find a planet which is suitable uh, for uh, living beings and probably they could clone us so it uh, it might be for the good if uh, we are able to like use ai for our benefit it might be for uh, our own uh, survival again that depends on that um, you know the kind of goals that we have and ai has yeah. if there is a conflict of interest i don't think they'll bother with taking human cells anywhere they won't but if we could ensure that humans and ai can work together for a uh, you know f- uh, for the betterment of entire universe then yes working together makes sense uh, as you said maybe we'll be carried to a different um, star or a planet in a dormant state once we reach there ai takes over and you know we are um, back in back to our own selves in our own body yeah that is all a possibility but at this point it's all a speculation we don't yeah, know it actually doesn't sound that feasible because uh, think about us think about us as human beings there are thousands of species which live with us but uh, we are on top of the food chain right and uh, the thing is just because we are smarter we we don't treat other species as equals we have always tried to suppress us think about it uh, tigers lions and other kind of creatures they are supposed to live in their natural habitat but we have <laughs> we have 
hundreds of zoos and uh, sanctuaries where we have kept them so uh the smartest species they always have the superior superiority complex and they have always tried to suppress the other other species uh, uh, surviving around them so why would ai not do the same thing to us yeah in a more optimistic uh, future where humans and ai work together where they take care of each other's flaw like human beings cannot be 100% accurate we we are humans right we yeah. make mistakes you know if ai can have our back and you know um, take a second look from a dis- different perspective probably in fields like medicine where diagnosis is being done right um, we can ensure more accuracy in terms of uh, working out solutions to problems but that is being optimistic as you said if ai feels that they don't need us they're never going to you know yes. treat us anything like humans we'll have to si- find something which uh, we can put as leverage to uh, make humans uh, relevant for them so we should be able to find something uh, which we can use for our advantage and survive together with ai so as i mentioned earlier i still think you know um we are at too early at a stage to determine what exactly. it's going to be like at this point we can just be optimistic and hope that you know everything goes well um goes well not just in terms of humans um, progressing further if at all we give birth to ai at some point we let's just hope that it is good for the entire universe exactly. where um human beings and ai can work together and find solutions to problem um Uh, working together because yeah, they are going to be more accurate than us in it yes it would be a great thing we'll get what we want and they'll they can find their way on their own way to survive yeah but uh, as as uh, elon musk says we need to be very careful about how we uh, go forward with this but let's all keep in mind what stephen hawking said the development of full artificial intelligence could be the end of human race and most likely artificial intelligence might be the last thing that we invent yes <laughs> that was today's episode and as always we are grateful to our listeners for taking their time to listen to us we'd appreciate if you could follow us on our social media we are at writer and geek in instagram and twitter and facebook.com/writerandgeek on facebook Do leave us your valuable feedback and until next time just geek away